I'm Nathan Johnson, and I am excited to welcome you to episode number 50 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. In today's episode, I want to discuss five things that you should do this week to create a better year. Let's dive in. Wow, I can hardly believe it's already been 50 episodes. Since last February when we started this podcast, there's been over 65,000 downloads. So thank you so much for joining me on this journey to pursue Jesus Christ and to dive into his word. I'm really excited not only about these first 50 episodes, but I'm actually even more excited about where we're heading into the future and what's going to come of the podcast in these days and weeks and months and years ahead. Well, let's dive into the topic at hand. I want to talk about five things that you should do this week to create a better year. Now, as of this recording, it's halfway through the month of January. And I know that, you know, typically at the very end of December and early January, you know, we're pondering the year ahead of us and, and, you know, okay, how do we want to, you know, what do we want to do and how do we want to make it great and, and, you know, what are we really wanting God to do in and through our lives this year? Well, I want to talk about five things that you should do this week that's really going to cause a or build a foundation, if you will, for a greater year ahead. Now, no matter what time of year you're listening to this, I would encourage you to spend some time this week, do these five things, because it's going to allow the rest of the year to become that much better. And technically, these five things are things you shouldn't just do once a year, but probably should be doing once a month or once every quarter just to reflect and to retune where you're at and where you're heading. Well, here are the five things. Number one, reflect. It's this idea of remembering. It's interesting that all throughout the Old Testament, over and over and over again, God looks at his people and says, hey, I want you to remember. Now, in previous episodes, we have talked about this, but just as a quick reminder, it's interesting that You know, when Joshua and the Israelites cross the Jordan River and they're entering into the promised land for the very first time, here they are, they've been slaves in Egypt and they just spent 40 years in the wilderness and now they're entering into the very land that God has promised. As they cross over the Jordan, Joshua looks at the 12 tribes and says, hey, I want you to grab a stone and we're going to set these stones up as a rem- as a memorial, as a reminder of God's faithfulness, that, that his love has endured, that he has proven himself. Look at what he's done with the Jordan River. Look at what he's done over these last 40 years. Look at how he really led us out of Egypt. And so they created this pile of stones as a memorial to remember what God has done. And the passage in Joshua says that, hey, when your children ask you, what is this pile of stones for? Then you can say, oh, let me tell you the stories of what God did. Have you ever done that in your personal life? Have you created a pillar of stones in your life that you could look back upon and just reflect and remember God's goodness and his grace? If you haven't ever done that, I I would encourage you to to pray and ask God for insight and wisdom and just allow enabling you to reflect upon your past, whether it be your life or whether it's just this past year, or maybe even just on the past quarter or month and just say, God, would you remind me of your faithfulness? What have you done in my life to really prove yourself? And that kind of goes hand in hand with number two, which is this idea of not just to reflect upon it, not just to remember it, but to actually review it. John Maxwell, I remember him once saying that experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is. 
So, hey, I can have this experience and yeah, that's great. And yeah, it may teach me something. But if I would stop and I would actually review and reflect on the very thing that I just experienced, that is one of the greatest teachers. It's, it's the thinking things through that gives you the greater insight and the profundities of the, of the experience. So as such, let me give you 12 quick questions that you can ask yourself or 12 quick key areas that you could use to help you do these first two things, the reflect and the review. So just consider these as you look at over this last year, primarily, or whether it be you're, you're doing it in a quarter or a month, here are 12 things that you can ask yourself that will help you to reflect and to review. Number one, what are the highlights from this past year? What were those great things? What were the, wow, that was amazing things from this past year or whatever time frame that you're looking at? Number two, what were the low points or the difficulties from this past year? Number three, what were the great things that God has done in you or has taught you from this past year? Number four, how have you seen God's faithfulness this past year? I mentioned in the last podcast that I've been listening to George Mueller's autobiography, and it's really fascinating. I've been re-listening to this, how at the end of every year, George Mueller would sit down and write an account of just all of God's provision for the year. What, what were the great activities? What were the highlights? What were the difficulties? What did, he, what did God teach him? How did God supply for the orphans? And how did God supply for the, the missionary work? And, and he just really stood back and said, I want to see God's faithfulness. So how have you seen God's faithfulness this past year? Number five, what have you studied in scripture and what have you learned from it? Number six, what has surprised you from this past year? Number seven, what habits, trends, routines have you noticed? Whenever I whenever I kind of do a year in review or a quarter in review, I'll often pull out my calendar and, and kind of look back and say, okay, what, what were the things that took place? What were the big events? And, you know, but then I begin to say, what were the what were what were what trends or what routines or or what habits do I notice? You know, if every Monday I, I get done with my workout and I always grab a donut, well, <laughs> that's probably a bad routine to continue. See, it's interesting if you would just step back and just kind of reflect and remember and review, you know, what were the good habits? What were the bad habits? What were the trends and the routines that you just kind of notice from this past year? Number eight, how would you summarize this past year in one word? Typically, I give my year a single word, and it's either a word I really want God to develop or something that I really want to do in my life over the year. Or it's, or it's just a, a reflection of, or a desire of what, where I'm kind of pushing myself into. But at the end of the year, I want to go back and say, okay, hey, this was my intent. I, I really wanted to build the area of, say, communication, or I really wanted to develop my prayer life, or wow, I really wanted God to really press me deeper into his word this year. But as you look back upon the year, how would you summarize the year in one word? How would you, you look back and say, wow, that was phenomenal, or wow, that was difficult, or this was the year of prayer. This was a year of God's provision. This was a year of dependency. This was a year of whatever it may be. So how would you summarize this past year in one word? Number nine, what books did you read this past year? And what influence did they have upon you and your thinking? Number 10, what have you learned and or what skills did you acquire and develop this past year? How are you growing? How are you learn? What are you learning? How are you developing skills and how are you pressing forward? 
Number 11, how would you describe your different relationships, whether it be with your spouse or your family, your kids, your friends, your coworkers, people at church, people you're witnessing to? And as you begin to look at these different relationships, not only how, to, how would you describe them, but is there anything that needs to change in those relationships? Maybe you recognize that maybe you need to take your wife out on more dates. Maybe you need to spend time with, with your kids more. Maybe you just need to develop a social life and actually start pouring into the people around you. And number 12, what needs to change or be developed in your life? In other words, like what areas of growth does God need to work in you? Now, obviously you could ask yourself far more questions than those, but those are just 12 simple questions and ideas of just, just an avenue for you to reflect and review upon this past year. So again, we're talking about five things that you should do this week to create a better year. So number one, reflect on this last year. Number two, review and actually think through all those things that you're, that you're remembering or reflecting upon. Number three, I would encourage you this week to go back and relearn the basics. It's interesting. So often we have this, we have this distaste for the basics. See, we want to progress and we want to just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that down already. But what I found is, especially in the Christian life, relearning the basics is always helpful. At the discipleship school that I teach at, one of the things we often talk about is the fact that we need to rehearse and retell ourselves the gospel all the time. See, we're, we're always dealing with situations and people and circumstances. And so oftentimes we get so lost in the, in the forest, if you will, that we, we forget the big picture. See, we need to remember what God has done and what the word of God declares who he is. So on a continual basis, we're constantly rehearsing the gospel to ourselves. See, we're, we're, we're really preaching to our own souls saying, Nathan, do not realize that Christ died for you. They really reached into your deadness and brought you into life. And then he sat you in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. And because all things are underneath the feet of Jesus Christ and I am in him, then all things are underneath my feet, as long as I remain in Christ Jesus. That I have all that I need for life and godliness in him, that when I'm in Christ, there will be fruits spilling out of my life, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, as I begin to rehearse the gospel to myself and declare, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, my Lord. See, as I rehearse these basic, simple Christian truths, it actually edifies your soul. See, we don't get past two plus two equals four. Now, granted, we don't stay at two plus two equals four, but we mustn't forget the simple. We, we mustn't forget the basics. And yes, as I often said so many times on this podcast, you should be growing. You should be learning. You should be deepening in your walk with Christ, but don't forget the basics. So just as an encouragement this week, commit yourself to just remind yourself of the basics all throughout this year. When your feet hit the floor in the morning or maybe when you're still lying in bed and the alarm has gone off and you don't want to roll out of bed, what would happen if you began to rehearse the Christian truths in your life? What if you would ask the Holy Spirit to bring into remembrance the reality, the fullness of the gospel? What would happen that in the midst of temptation, you would really have an arsenal of gospel truth? Why? Because you're constantly reminding yourself of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number four recalibrate. It's this idea of don't just 
presume that, oh yeah, this year is going to be great. It's going to, it's going to be different than this last year. Be purposeful to recalibrate your life for this upcoming year. For example, what, what is one key area that you want God to transform or deepen or start in your life? I kind of mentioned this earlier about the, what's the one word, if you could look back on your year and what's the one word you would use to describe it. As I mentioned that one of the things that I do every year is I, I pick a word or I pick a topic or I pick a phrase and I say, God, this is, man, I just feel like you're building this in my life or you're really wanting to deepen or you really want to focus in this area of my life, this, this month or this quarter or this year. And I use it as an, as a reminder to pray. So if I'm wanting to grow my prayer life, then maybe maybe my recalibration for this year, maybe the word that I would choose is prayer, and I would use it in prayer. God, would you make this a year of prayer? Maybe I want to deepen this idea of dependency in my life, and so I'd be constantly crying out to God all throughout the year, God, I, I want to learn dependency. Would you bring opportunities in my life where I'm really forced to depend upon you but even when I'm not forced, could you could you allow me, would you enable me, would you remind me that it is Christ living within me? So again, simply, this idea of recalibration is the looking forward. It, it's where are you going this next year? What, what is the plan? What, what, is, what are the areas that you're wanting God to do or deepen in your life this year? What, what's your focus for the next year? Well, number five is this, renew your focus. So could you spend some time this week and literally just rededicate and throw yourself afresh upon God himself and say, would you take this week? Would you take this month? Would you take this quarter and this next year and make it your own? I don't want to dictate. I don't want to control. I don't want to manipulate. I don't want to just plan in, in my own ability or my own wisdom. God, I want to be a vessel used by you, and I want you to orchestrate something incredible in and through my life. I, I want you to bring situations into my life where there are encounters with you and where I can only really have the opportunity to push and, and, and really exalt you in the minds and the lives of the people around me. Oh, God, would you capture me and captivate me and draw me into greater relationship? And in other words, spend some time with him and let him renew your focus. What if the undercurrent of everything that you're doing has a single eye upon Jesus Christ? I want that for my life, and I desperately want that for your life as well. Lately, I've been doing a light study in the book of Colossians, and I've just been captured by the, the sayings that Paul uses in Colossians. Well, listen to this, especially in relationship to this idea of renewing, renewing your focus. Paul says in Colossians, he says, Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing to all, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Is that true in my life? Is that true in your life? Are you walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing to all, being fruitful in every good work? He goes on later and says that, that in all things, Christ is to have the preeminence. That the mystery hidden for ages and generations that has now been revealed is Christ in you. He says later in chapter 2, he says that in Christ lives all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. Do you know where your completion is found? Do you know where your focus for life is found? It's found solely in Christ Jesus. And probably my all-time favorite statement in Colossians comes in chapter 3, 
when he's kind of giving this little summary and he says that Christ who is our life. Wow. I, I want that to be the declaration of my life. I want someone to look at my life and say, if I can describe Nathan's life in one phrase, it's Christ is his life. Would you spend time this week pondering these five areas? Because I am convinced if you would do these five things, it would create a better year this year. See, what would happen if you would reflect and review this past year and just ask the Holy Spirit in your life to give you insight in this past year and what he needs to be doing in your life over this next year? What would happen if you relearned the basics and you remembered and rehearsed to your own soul the basic truths of the gospel? Now, don't just stay there. Obviously, progress. Go deeper and deeper, but don't forget the basics. See, what would happen if you recalibrated this next year and, and really you know, renewed your focus and, and really set this next year in the hands of God and said, God, what do you want to do in and through my life this year? Hey, would I just be humble? May I be obedient? May I just be dependent and surrendered, abiding in you so that you can do whatever you want in and through my life. Now, obviously, we recognize that we are fully involved. This is not sit back on the couch and let, you know, let God push you off the couch if you want you to do something. No, you are fully invested. You are fully involved. You're fully participating. But it's not you determining or dictating your year. This is, wow, I'm interacting with the spirit of the living God, and he is doing all this stuff through my life. If I may encourage you, don't just let this next year happen to you. Don't don't go through one more month. Don't go through one more quarter and get to the end of it and just go, wow, what happened? Where did all that time go? Could I encourage you, be intentional this next year. As I've often said before, that, that the fastest way that we can grow and to deepen in our spiritual lives, our physical lives, our mental lives, the, the fastest way for us to grow and develop is to be intentional. Now, if you want some quick helps with that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode number five, which is all about growing in Christ. It's these five ways to grow in your spiritual life series. And also episode number 27 was called an excuse for intentional living, which talks about more of this idea of intentionality at every moment of our lives. So if you want some help, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode number five and episode number 27. Regardless, my prayer for you is that this will be your best year ever as you pursue Christ, as you get into his word, and as you allow him to draw you into greater and greater depths. Oh, that we will really fall more madly in love with Jesus Christ than ever before. Oh, that his word would come alive in our lives on an unprecedented level. And wow, may this be the year where our lives are fully built around and upon Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of those 12 questions I mentioned during that reflect and review section of this podcast, as well as links to other resources and articles, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 50 for episode number 50. And if you've enjoyed the podcast and not yet left a rating and review on iTunes, now called Apple Podcasts, can I encourage you to take 30 seconds, go over there, and just leave a rating and review. This is a huge blessing to me and the ministry here at Deeper Christian because iTunes and Apple uses these ratings and reviews as a way to put the podcast in front of other people. So if you want a direct link, go to deeperchristian.com forward slash iTunes and it'll take you to a place where you can leave a rating and review. And for those who have done so thus far, thank you so very much. It's in part because of you 
that we're on episode number 50 with over 65,000 downloads. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.